Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. is the Mofobo Network Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date news in the wide world of sports. Now, here's your host, Neil Villapiano. What's going on, everybody? My name is Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast as we are here on Anchor or Spotify. And as always, thank you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen to this. Uh, It means a lot to me as always. Today is episode 28 of season one of the Mofobo Network podcast. And today we are going to be talking about baseball. Now, July 23rd is very, very, very close. So the baseball season is right around the corner and a lot of people are very excited, as am I. Very interested to see how this season is going to go, fighting through COVID-19 and and really just trying to complete a 60-game shortened season to determine who wins the 2020 World Series. But I wanted to shift the focus a little bit to one specific team. And in that specific team, there is the chance that they might be sold. And this is about the 300th time that apparently this team might be sold. And that is the New York Mets. Now, if you're a Mets fan or if you just understand what's going on, you probably figured at this point where I'm going with this. But for those of you that don't, I will explain. The Wilpons, or more specifically Jeff and Fred Wilpon, have announced or had announced a few months ago, pretty much I would say probably late 2019 to be exact, that they are going to be selling the team. And they originally had a plan with billionaire Steve Cohen, who is reportedly worth $13 billion dollars at the time of this recording, and it fell through. And I'll go into a little bit more specifics of that later on. But the Wilpons, only a few months ago, I think back in March actually, announced that once again, they'll be asking for bids from people and then try to make a decision by the end of 2020 as to who they would decide to go with to purchase the Mets from them. And the Wilpons did say publicly that they would like to sell the team by the end of this year. So. You know, we are, into, we are into the month of July, July 14th to be exact. There's still a lot of time left in this year before, you know, that's going to be determined. I don't know if the Mets are going to wait that long. But again, the Mets have made it clear for the umpteenth time that they are going to try to sell the team. Whether or not this is actually going to happen this time, you know, you can make your own guesses from there. But they, like I mentioned, they want to sell the team by 2020. And Charles Gasparino of Fox Business tweeted back on July 9th that Steve Cohen, 
who originally was supposed to buy the Mets back in February, has reportedly said that he is willing to pay $2 billion for the Mets and an additional $2 billion for SNY, which is the home of the Mets on TV. Now, SNY has, is reportedly not for sale. The, the Wilpons own SNY as well. But Steve Cohen pretty much has said, without really saying it in public, that I want to buy everything from you. I want to have full control of the Mets, of SNY, and pretty much be the quote-unquote George Steinbrenner of the Mets. And what I mean by that is simply this. When George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees, the Yankees were part of a television network. They didn't have their own network. And then down the road, George Steinbrenner was able to create the Yes Network, the home of the Yankees, the Nets, NYCFC, Manchester City. You know, different, different teams and different sports um, are part of that network. The Yankees, obviously, are the main one because Yes stands for the Yankees Entertainment and Sports Network, which is directed, um, not owned, but directed by John Filippelli. Um, who is still working there, uh, fun fact. Uh, didn't, I thought he had retired, but apparently he is still going strong. So good job. Uh, congratulations to him that he continues to work. Um, but SMY is the, is the home broadcast, TV broadcast of the New York Mets. And the Mets, in theory, own SMY because the Wilpons own SMY. But it's not like it's the Mets Entertainment and Sports Network. You know, it's not, you know, Mets Network, you know, if you want to you call it that. But that's pretty, much, that's pretty much that. But I don't know if the Wilpons are interested in giving up SMY because from the way we have been able to gain information about what the Wilpons are all about, they want to sell the team, but they don't want to lose the full control of the team. They want to still have some form of control. So I don't know if giving up SMY is something that the Wilpons would be interested in. Obviously, when you look at the whole money total, you could say Steve Cohen is pretty much saying he's willing to pay $4 billion to purchase the Mets as a whole. He's only purchasing, like I said, $2 billion for the Mets and an extra $2 billion for SMY. So you have Steve Cohen, who once again is in the mix. The other big name or big names that are in the mix to buy the Mets is Alex Rodriguez, the former New York Yankee, and his lovely, you know, soon-to-be wife, Jennifer Lopez. So the A-Rod and J-Lo bid, who they actually bid on the team back in January, and it didn't work. It, it fell through, but they're back again. I believe they are working with investors who are involved in Chase Bank or Citibank. It's one of the, I believe it's Chase Bank. And they also, they also have a handful of professional athletes who are playing and also not playing. Uh, that are involved in it as well. And the initial bid right now, and I'll get into the names in just a minute, but the initial bid that A-Rod and J-Lo have put together is worth $1.7 billion, according to Thorne McHenry of the New York Post. The New York Post, more than any other network, has really done a good job of giving us as much information as possible about what we're seeing with regards to this. Now, as of July 10th, there are five interested groups who have, formed, who have formally submitted bids for the Mets. We only know three of them. We don't know who the other two are. They haven't really been put out in the public. The other ownership group, if you want to call it that, that is known to have made a bid of some sort is 
the New Jersey Devils and 76 owners of David Blitzer and Joshua Harris. They have reported to have bid the Mets for $1.2 billion. And I said this on the Bottom Line podcast that I just finished doing, you know, you know, less than a half hour ago, that the chances of them owning the team or winning the bid is very unlikely considering that they're, you know, kind of far away from where A-Rod and J-Lo and Steve Cohen are when it comes to the bids. I think that, you know, they're trying to own as much as possible, but I think realistically they're probably going to end up not coming close unless they get a huge amount of money from someone else. And I don't know, you know, if they're in, that, in, their, in the business of doing that. I know that Joshua Harris has said he would love to own another professional franchise, but I think considering the fact he hasn't had much success uh, as far as championships-wise with both the 76ers and Devils, I think he should try to focus on those for right now before he starts making other big-time investments. But going back to the A-Rod and J-Lo bid, I just mentioned that there are several professional athletes that have also given money and helped in, you know, join, pretty much join the A-Rod and J-Lo group. And that is Kansas City Chiefs tight end and, and Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey, soon-to-be Hall of Fame linebacker for the Chicago Bears, Brian Erlacher, and DeMarco Murray, the former running back for the Cowboys, Eagles, and Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, DeMarco Murray helping with my fantasy league in his second-to-last season. So shout-out to you, my friend, um, have joined. There are other investors that apparently are involved in this as well, and this is another guy that I think is going to be a Hall of Famer, and Cleveland Browns, Lineman Joe Thomas, who just retired, I think, two years ago or a year and a half ago. Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. And Mason Plumlee, a former Brooklyn Net. And I think he's on, I want to say he's on the Denver Nuggets at this time, but I'm not fully sure. But those are some other names. So when you really look at it, this is the athlete bid. It's almost like if the Mets end up being sold to A-Rod and J-Lo, you think about it, it's going to be the athlete's team. It's going to be owned and run by a handful of different athletes. Now, as far as, you know, Kelsey, Erlacher, Murray, Joe Thomas, Bradley Beal, Mason Plumlee is concerned, they wouldn't necessarily be involved in the day-to-day operations. They would just be holders, you know, stockholders in the team. So that would, they would get a percentage of the money. I'll give you an example. LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers actually has a percentage of ownership of the soccer club in the English Premier League um, Liverpool. And he makes a certain amount of money every year from whatever Liverpool does. So, and he's a big time Liverpool fan in general. So he has, he owns part of the team. He's just not really involved in the day-to-day operations. That's held by, you know, Fenway Sports Group and the Boston Red Sox ownership. They are the ones that are fully in control of the team. But LeBron has a stock in the team where he makes a, you know, a handful of millions of dollars from it, a certain percentage of it to be exact. So that's kind of a fun fact there, but that's an example of what I mean, is that those big names that you're seeing that are brought into the light, don't expect them to be constantly involved in the team on a day-to-day basis. Fun fact also, if you want to know, um, Patrick Mahomes' father, who played for the Mets, is still involved with the Mets as well. So, so I don't know if, uh, you know, considering Patrick Mahomes' new $503 million extension, I don't know if Mahomes is going to end up being involved as well wouldn't surprise me since his teammate Travis Kelsey is trying to be involved uh it it would certainly help A-Rod and J-Lo's case if Mahomes could give up some of those hundreds of millions of dollars to help out um but we'll see but anyway 
when it comes to the bottom line, when it's when you talk about who exactly has the higher chance of becoming the new owners of the Mets, well, it turns out that the Mets COO, Jeff Wilpon, Fred Wilpon's son, who's for the most part the one that's really involved in the day-to-day operations of the Mets, has reportedly been has said, you know, reportedly that he would prefer to sell the team to A-Rod and J-Lo's group if its offer is close to the best bid at the end of the auction. This is according to the New York Post. So if you look at it, if you want to put the numbers together, since Steve Cohen said he wants to also buy S&Y, it's technically that he's at $4 billion and J-Lo and A-Rod are still 1.7. But that doesn't mean that that's where it's going to be. That's the initial bid. They could come back with another bid that says $2.3 billion. I don't know. It just depends on, with all the invests that they have, how much more money they're going to get to bid the, bid for the Mets. So when you look at this, you can say, well, if it's going to end up being where the closest bid is pretty much Steve Cohen, I think logically and money-wise, you're going to go with Steve Cohen. But if it's going to stay at $2 billion, if you want to just talk straight up, how much money one team wants to buy, how much group, a group wants to buy the Mets, it's between $2 billion and $1.7. I think if it stays that way, I got to be honest, from what the reports are telling me, the Wilpons are going to go with A-Rod and J-Lo. And there are a handful of different reasons why. Number one, I think from the publicity standpoint and the fact that the Mets always like to make news and, you know, let's, let's, let's look at it this way. No publicity is, you know, no bad, you know, no publicity is bad publicity, in my opinion. You know, I really, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And the Mets have done this time in and time and time again. I mean, you look at it. They still have Tim freaking Tebow. That was a publicity stunt. Let's call it like it is. I'm sorry. It's a publicity stunt. So when you, when you say that, you look at it and you could say, this is not necessarily a negative. And again, like I said, there's no such thing as bad publicity. This is not a negative publicity thing. This is something that would gain a lot of fellowship and a lot of people would be excited. I think Mets fans one way or another would be interested to have a former big name player uh, in Alex Rodriguez be your new owner, so to speak. And I mentioned this before on the bottom line podcast, and I'll mention it here again. If the Mets end up going, or let's not say the Mets, but let's say the Wilpons decide we want to go with A-Rod and J-Lo. I think Jennifer Lopez and the other investors that are involved with Chase are going to be the ones involved in the business side of it. I think a lot of the time, A-Rod is going to be having his full focus on the baseball side and the team itself. It's because A-Rod is one of the brightest baseball minds in the game today. I've listened to him as a broadcaster, as an analyst, as a YouTube channel, and he knows so much about the game, more than most players who are playing in the game today. And that's a phenomenal thing. He's so bright. He understands everything about baseball in general. And I think from that standpoint, it would benefit the Mets because I think you need to have somebody in there who understands the team, understands the game itself, what it takes to win, and go from there. And A-Rod does understand what it takes to win because he did eventually win a World Series in 2009 with the Yankees. He did spend a considerable amount of years struggling in the postseason and being called many different names, uh, including by my own family, but we won't go into that. Um, you know, he's, he's, a lot of time he was considered to be an unclutch player, but finally in 2009, he came through and understood that he needed to come through. And he might look at that type of situation and say, I need to find guys who are like that, who are going to come through in those clutch situations. 
because timely hitting and solid pitching is what's going to win you championships in baseball. That's the way I've looked at it throughout the majority of my life, and that's the way I'm going to continue to look at it from this point on. So I think A-Rod, at the end of the day, would be more involved in the baseball side. I think that he would be super excited to be super hands-on with the team. Now, here's an example of somebody that is involved in only baseball. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, with other investors, clearly, because he didn't have the money himself to buy the Miami Marlins, bought the Marlins, and for the most part is involved in the baseball side. He is also involved in the business side as well. And there's always those realities that you have to come to grips with that it's not going to be simple as you buy the team and then you just focus on the team. It's like there's other things that are involved in owning a sports franchise that you have to be involved in. But I think if you're, I think if you're Alex Rodriguez, even if you understand the business side, which I think he does, I think there's a lot of the business side and a lot of things he's invested in that I think he understands it enough to where he could help. But I think from what is going to benefit the Mets the most, I think if A-Rod just is focusing on the baseball side, I think it'll work out. And I think Mets fans will be excited. And also I think players who will become free agents and guys like that, I think that they would look at that and say, hmm, this could be kind of interesting. You know, your boss is Alex Rodriguez and you're playing in, the, you're playing in New York City, albeit it's Queens, but it's New York City. You're playing for the Mets, an historic franchise in my opinion. And if you win, if you win with the Mets, okay? Because it's one thing to win with the Yankees because they're accustomed to doing that as the 27 World Series championships will tell you. But if you win with the Mets, who haven't won a World Series since 1986 and have lost two World Series in 2000 and also 2015 since that time, and you can win a World Series, you are the talk of the town for a long time because I'll tell you some reality. For those of you that don't live in the New York metropolitan area, I live in central New Jersey and I hear it all the time on the radio. The Mets are more talked about on the radio, in the newspapers, on the local TV stations than the Yankees. Why? Because let's face it, most people are tired of seeing the Yankees being as successful as they are. And that's fair. They want to hope that one day the Mets could be a competitive franchise and win a World Series because they're the little guys. They're the little brother to the Yankees. And that's how the Wilpons have kind of treated this whole thing, that they've always wanted to try to become better than the Yankees at some point. And in 2015, you could say that they were. If they had won the World Series, it would have helped out their case, but they didn't. So that's that. But the Mets, especially since the Wilpons have taken over, have always been about, we want to, you know, stop being the little brother to the Yankees. Well, in reality, it's just not possible. Um, unless you start winning a handful of World Series consecutively and the Yankees are not doing very well. You know, could that change? Yeah. But I think it'll always be that way. And that's just not me talking as a Yankee fan. It's also talking as just being, you know, realistic. Because you're comparing, you, you know, you have two World, two World Series championships with the, you know, as a Mets organization. And you're 25 away from just tying the Yankees in World Series championships. So you have quite the way to go before you start, you know, gaining a lot more respect. Maybe being a consistently talented a competitive franchise that maybe wins a couple more World Series in the next 10, 15 years is certainly going to help your case. But that's just what it is. But again, going back to what I'm saying, if you can become really successful and win with the Mets, you're going to get so much publicity. It's crazy. And you're going to be considered one of the top baseball people in the game. 
So I think from A-Rod's standpoint, if he can win with the Mets, become a successful owner, both on the business side and on the, and on the diamond, and maybe win a World Series or two, A-Rod's reputation is going to go through the roof. He's continuously been trying to rebuild his reputation since the disappointing situation with the fact that he took steroids and he was, you know, public enemy number one for a lot of the second half of his career when he was with the Yankees. Um, and I think ever since he left baseball and has been involved in it as an analyst, as an advisor to the Yankees, you know, he's, and, and also just being, uh, from what I've been told, a great father, a great, you know, obviously going to be husband for Jennifer Lopez. You know, he's done a lot of really good things that have made people happy. And I'm very happy for him because as a kid, I got to watch A-Rod a lot. And a lot of people were Derek Jeter fans and Mariana Rivera fans. A lot of people weren't big fans of A-Rod because of the reasons that I had brought up before. But I was always a, a solid Alex Rodriguez fan, and he's still considered, in my opinion, to be one of the best all-around baseball players I saw in my lifetime right now. You know, there's other guys like Mike Trout, uh, Christian Yelich, you know, Javier Baez, other guys that I've seen that are also great all-around players. But when I was a kid, it was Alex Rodriguez, and he's still one of my favorite Yankees of all time. And I know that people are going to give me crap for it, and I understand from all those standpoints. But I also look at the players as people, and I'm very happy that A-Rod has been able to turn around his life in many positive ways since he left the game as a player. And the fact that he's still involved and he's still, you know, being a big part of the Yankees in many other ways is great. And I think that if he were to buy the Mets, I would be one of the biggest fans of A-Rod even more because I would like to see that happen. It would bring more publicity. I would like to see the Mets and the Yankees be considered two of the top franchises in baseball. And that's speaking as an East Coast, New Jersey, New York metropolitan area fan that I would like to see that, you know, be the case. You know, I, I wish I had been a little bit older to watch the Subway Series in 2000, but I didn't. I would have loved to have seen it go seven. I would love to see another, another Subway Series. Um, and it could happen this year. You never know with a 60-game season, everybody has a chance to make the playoffs and go to the World Series. It's up for grabs. It really is. More so than many other years. That's the way I look at it. But again, all the things I just said is why I think that the Wilpons, if it really comes down to it and the numbers are so close, that the Wilpons, at least from what the, the Post and other people have said, are going to go with the A-Rod and J-Lo bit. Now, as far as the business side, as far as getting more money into the team, Steve Cohen makes a lot more sense. Because again, he's reportedly worth $13 billion. He's been a diehard Mets fan his whole life. And he, this is one of his dreams, to buy the team. And he has publicly said that he would invest a lot of money into the team to give them a lot more opportunities to go spend big, get big-name players to come here and make the Mets a big-time franchise. And from that standpoint, knowing that the Mets fans have been so used to the fact that the Wilpons just don't spend money and they haven't since the Birdie Madoff disaster, you know, that's the thing you look at. That's the thing you want. You want your owner to spend money and get some big-name players other than just having guys come through your system to become stars. Because eventually you're going to have to pay those guys too. Jeff McNeil and... Pete Alonso eventually are going to get a lot more money. And whoever the owner is, hopefully it's not the Wilpons, but whoever the owner is, hopefully they pay that money to, to keep them there long term. That's what you're hoping for. And, you know, I, I'm sure that's what a lot of Mets fans are counting on. So I think from a business standpoint, it just makes a lot more sense. I don't know how much money A-Ron and J-Lo and everyone else that's involved with them 
could invest in the team to make them better. Who knows? They could get a whopping amount of money, you know, from other people that can invest in the team after they buy the team. I don't know. It all just depends on the situation once we get to that point, which I think we're still kind of far away before the Mets really make a decision. I think that they'll probably wait till after the season around November, early December before they make any sort of decision, whether they decide to sell the team or not, because the Wilpons could do exactly what they did before with Steve Cohen, you know, change some things at the last minute. And then, you know, they don't, they don't sell the team. And that was the problem. And I'll explain that right here. And I give Steve Cohen a lot of credit that he's trying once again. Steve Cohen had an agreement with the Will Ponds back in early 2020, I think late December, to increase his stake in the team to 80% over a five-year period. Cohen is already an 8% investor in the team. So he's already had some small little ownership of the team. But he wants to increase it to the point where he controls the Mets completely. The deal, unfortunately, fell apart in February, reportedly, after Fred Wilpon and Jeff Wilpon sought to alter some terms in the 11th hour. I don't know exactly what that was, but the only thing that we were told, you know, as a whole is that the Wilpons wanted to still have some form of control and ownership of the team. Steve Cohen has pretty much even now said, I want full control of the Mets. The Mets and SNY. I want it all. I want to make it mine. And that might be the biggest issue why the Wilpons haven't sold, because it's not about the money, because if it was, I think they would have already sold the Mets at this point. It's more about the power. You know, power, in my opinion, is a little bit bigger than money. It really, like, power is everything for a lot of people, especially the, the big name owners and owners in general who own sports franchises. That's why I think, you know, James Dolan will never sell the Knicks because it's not about the money. It's about the power. He owns the Knicks. He owns the Rangers. He owns Madison Square Garden. He's got the power. He's got clout. And he's been living tax-free for a very long time, which is a joke. But guess what? The rich get richer, and that's just how it goes, unfortunately, in our society. But looking at it, the Wilpons care a little bit more about power. And they may also want to sell the Mets to Aaron Jello because guess what? There might be an agreement where the Wilpons still have some form of control which is going to be a bad thing for the Mets fans because they're going to still be involved. But if the Wilpons at this point are just about getting, getting the most money, it's going to probably be Steve Cohen. But again, I, I would say that my money is on the Wilpons selling the team to A-Rod and J-Lo because of the reports that we're hearing, the fact of all the positive you know, publicity things that it could sell. But you know what? Whether it's A-Rod and J-Law or Steve Cohen, I think Mets fans are going to be very happy, especially because the Wilpons no longer own the freaking team. So I think bottom line is that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out either way. The only way it's not going to work is simply this. The Wilpons back out completely, which they've already done three or four times in their, in their span since they've owned the team. So let's just, as, a Mets, as, as Mets fans, I'm talking to you Mets fans and baseball fans in general, just keep that in mind as we go through this process. As we go through this process, keep in mind that there's always the possibility that it could happen. But at the end of the day, I think that most likely, when you ask me, who do I think will be the next owner of the Mets? From what I'm hearing, it looks like it's more likely going to be A-Rod and J-Lo if, if by the end of the, end of the bidding you know, season or situ, you know, you know, time, if the money is close, they're going to go with A-Rod and J-Lo even if it's less money because it might also be that they might give them more power. 
But I think either way, Mets fans are going to be happy in, in different degrees. Maybe more with Steve Cohen because he'll have complete control. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting time frame from now until whenever it's decided one way or another. So let's keep our eyes on that. With that being said, that'll do it for this edition of the Mofopo Network podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for checking this out. Uh, you know, as always, it's a lot of fun to find topics to talk about. This was something that came up less than 24 hours ago, and I said, I got to talk about it, you know. And, um, you know, there's another thing with the Mets that I'm kind of involved with that I'll tell you in just, uh, just a little bit. I'll give you a little tease, actually. Um, but, yeah, this was a lot of fun to talk about, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you go and subscribe to the MoFobo Network uh, po- podcast. We have it on Anchor and Spotify. Just search Neil Villapiano or MoFobo Network, and you will find it. We talk about different things in the world of sports every day, every single week, excuse me. Uh, usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, if you want to stay up to date with it, here's what you do. You go to Facebook and you type in Mofobo Network and you will find our Facebook page where you can stay up to date with new podcast episodes and also new YouTube videos that we post every single week. We have a new video coming out this Wednesday. And honestly, guys, it's going to be something different than what I normally do. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. And I hope you guys, you know, stay tuned and check that out on Wednesday. But if you go to the Facebook page, you can stay up to date with new Facebook, with new podcast episodes and new YouTube channel, new new YouTube videos as well. Excuse me. If you want to follow me on my personal to also stay in touch, because here's the thing. I also post on all my personal uh, social medias about new episodes of, of the YouTube channel or of the podcast. You follow me on Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and on Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. So you can chat with me if you have any topics you want me to discuss or any comments about anything. You know, you can find me, message me, let me know, and I would love to hear from you guys. Um, It would mean a lot to me. I also have a hockey podcast called the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, which is a New Jersey Devils-based podcast. It's part of the Hockey Podcast Network, which is a podcast, a hockey podcast network, basically, for the fans, by the fans. I'm a big Devils fan. I talk about all things Devils and all things hockey. And go check it out. You can pretty much, you know, find the podcast on every single place you listen to podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, uh, any, you know, iTunes, anywhere you find podcasts, just search Hockey Podcast Network. And then you could also search Devil's State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every single Monday. We just had a new episode post yesterday. So go check that out and, and let me know what you think because I would love to hear from you guys. We have a Twitter account for the podcast at Devil's State, an Instagram at Devil's State of Mind and a Facebook page just like Mofobo. Just type Devil's State of Mind and you could stay up to date with new episodes that we post every single Monday. And last but certainly not least, Go check out my book on Amazon called J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which is about the pain and suffering of being a Jets fan. It goes through all the painful memories since Super Bowl III. And trust me, folks, when I did my research for this, there is a ton to talk about. So go check it out. It's available on Amazon for hardcover and ebook for the price of $19.69. And if you're a Jets fan or a football fan, you probably guess why it shows that price. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, If you know someone who's one of those, or if you just want to support me, go check out J-E-T-S Pain, Pain, Pain on Amazon 
right now. And lastly, I will just mention this here. I am in the process of writing my second book and it involves a certain team in blue and orange that plays in New York. So, you know, you gotta wait. I'm in the process of writing it right now. And once it's up and ready, I will share it here on the podcast and everywhere else for you guys to check out as well. So stay tuned for that. So thank you all again for checking out this edition of the Mofobo Network Podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be safe. And I will say this again, and I will say it for the 150,000th time. If you are going to go out, just wear a mask. Just try to be kind, you know, be kind to everyone else. You know, take everyone else to consideration, not just your family and friends, but also random people on the street, because you never know if you may have it and you may be spreading it. You, you know, just do it. Just, just wear a mask. It really isn't that hard. Like, and, and, and if you do that, you're going to be okay. If everybody's doing it, we're all going to be fine. Just please do that. It would mean a lot. And if possible, just stay home. You know, I know it's tough, especially if you're young, but if you can try to stay home as much as possible so we can continue to try to flatten this curve completely and, you know, get out of this situation that we're in with COVID-19 so we can find a cure or or a, um, you know, vaccine for it and try to move on with our lives. I want to send a special thank you to uh, my girlfriend, Victoria, who is one of the essential workers. She you know, she works um, tirelessly to help out all of the people, you know, who need groceries and other things like that to try to, you know, to try to help us get through this very difficult time. So special thank you to her. Thank you as always to the doctors and the nurses and everyone who's involved in trying to help fight this disease and trying to help contain it. Because without your guys' tireless efforts, we would not be anywhere near, you know, trying to find a vaccine for it if it wasn't for you guys. Your work definitely does not go unnoticed. So thank you to you guys once again. Thank you again to everybody who took a listen to this episode today and God bless.